Uh, hi, this is Don Marrero. Yes, you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Listen up, kids. Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Jackie Cation. You know, I love Star Wars, but I love heart behind Star Trek a little bit more. We'll hear more from Jackie in just a bit. Always fun talking to Jackie. I've been on her podcast before, and uh, I'll tell you more about that at the end of the show if you want to go back and listen to that. Uh, We have a song of the week coming up from Wolf Alice. I think you'll enjoy that. And the dumb bit, it's a very short one. My mind was completely blown on the internet this week. Check it out. People listen to this podcast, and uh, well, even if you don't, you you might appreciate this. Uh, but people listen to the podcast regularly uh, know that my two favorite groups are OMD and the Beach Boys. And uh, Kayla Bacon, who was on the show discussing Depeche Mode a couple of years ago, said, "Well, that's really two different uh, groups to like." And uh, yes, it is. And uh, well, I was on the uh, the on the Facebook minding my own business, and I'm in a, an OMD group, and there's like four thousand members, and they post you know rare songs, sometimes not so rare songs, and just news about the band and stuff. And I see this picture of some guys in Hawaiian shirts, and it looks like it's it's Andy McCluskey from OMD, and some other guy I don't recognize. And then I'm looking, and it says Night of the Proms. And Night of the Proms is this thing they do all over Europe where pop bands play with orchestras, and a couple of different bands are on the bill with an orchestra. And I look a little closer, and I'm thinking, that is that the Beach Boys? So I click on it, and it is. So I run to YouTube, and I Google Beach Boys OMD Night of the Proms, and I see a picture just starting off the video here. Uh, it's a bunch of people on stage. It's shot from somebody's phone, and, well, and this happens. <laughs> So I can see the Beach Boys on stage there. And there's a close-up, and there's Andy McCluskey kicking a beach ball into the crowd. OMG. And there's some German bloke I don't know singing. The other people on the on the bill are, are people I've never heard of. They're, they're uh, Euro pop stars or pop stars from Germany. Alright, so this goes along pretty well, and then, uh, so there are, and they, the only part you can really hear Andy singing, actually, and Paul is, uh, at the 235 mark here, I think it is. Now, by the time I'm recording this, I've seen this like three or four times, I still can't believe it. Absolutely crazy. So anyway, we'll, we'll skip to the end here and just to, to confirm that this all was in some kind of crazy dream. Uh, they, uh, they, um, let me pause this. Oh wait, there it is right there. They, uh, they, they introduce everybody that was on the bill, all the, the German, uh, pop stars. And, and also a gentleman named John Miles, who's an English pop star, had a hit in 73 with a song called Music. So anyway, they introduce, uh, all the, the German folks, the other Euro poppy stars, and then the dude introduces. Uh, Paul and Andy from OMD, OMG. Ja, 
just total craziness. So anyway, so that's the thing that exists, and that's, that's probably like the most my mind has been blown uh, on the internet since I saw, well, anything on Newsbusters. And, uh, and uh, thank you. And the other thing I just wanted to add about that real quick, of course, was that, you know, we always complain about, you know, we go to concerts and we see people, you know, shooting things through their phone and you think, oh, you know, well, just in, be in the moment, you have to shoot it through the phone. Thank you, uh, who is it, San van der Insel, Danka, for shooting that through your phone because otherwise I never would have seen this because I'm never going to go to Germany and see OMD and the Beach Boys on the same stage. So, uh, again, Danka, and uh, thank you, folks, for indulging me. Jackie Cation is a comedian and podcaster. Uh, in fact, her podcast is one of the oldest podcasts out there at the Dork Forest. Recommended. Uh, you may have seen her on Conan. She did a, a brilliant set this year. Uh, do look that up. It's on the YouTube. And uh, you may have seen her uh, her half-hour Comedy Central special or anywhere else uh, on the TV or on the Internet. Here now is her interview with Jackie Cation. So, um, golly, good to talk to you again. Nice to, nice to talk to you. Yes. Uh, one of the uh, few folks I, I can have on over and over again, uh, you, Mr. Pardo, uh, Mr. Marin, who's very busy now, um, Paul Mercurio, but there's a handful of people, Kermit Apayo, who was just on, you're going to be working with at the end of January, I saw. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a P.O. A P.O. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. a good egg. As you yeah. Said. He's, he, he can take it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, he, uh, he's got some. We're doing a benefit together at the end of January in um, Seattle, in, outside of Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, man, we should do one of those around here. I'd like that. Or, or, I'm trying to get him down here. Uh, I'm gonna I'll put a bug in one of the club owner's ears and uh, get get that guy down here because he's never. Right. Been. Yeah. Like, cool. So uh, so what's new with we have we had Horcrux out came out what beginning of the year was it? Uh, I believe it came out in March okay. of 2015. Yeah, I think- yeah, I think so. Maybe 2014. It's all a blur. Whatever it is, is this summer I did a couple of acting gigs. I did a thing on Marin's show on IFC where I played a podcaster, and then I played a comedian on Maria's new show, Bamford, oh, cool. uh, for Netflix, where I played a uh, comedian. So I played a podcaster and a comedian. So I've got, I got range, man. <laughs> a real, a real stress. Yeah, I got. Um, I'm waiting for Marin's to come on to Netflix. Season one and two are on uh, Netflix. I'm in, I'm in season three. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh, I don't have to wait for that to come on Netflix then. I just checked the other night, and it's it's just still one and two are on there. Right. Well, that's cool. Now, and I understand you had, you had tried out. I heard on um, I think on the Proops episode of the Dork Forest, you were talking about how you tried out for a Disney show to be some kind of German massage therapist. Yeah, yeah, I had an audition for that. That didn't take. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that uh, you know, you auditioned. For, I auditioned for any number of things that nobody. But clearly, that's what they. Uh, that was what they envisioned. They envisioned that I look that I that I could I could pass for a German massage therapist for a Disney Channel show. And you know what show that was? No, not oh, okay. offhand. Right. My daughter's <laughs> a big fan, so. She's oh, okay. The, she's yeah, I wish I, I, I wish I could remember because uh, I got nieces and nephews who are. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got a friend who's, she plays the principal on Lab Rats. Oh, you know, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. My daughter Miley loves Flanagan. That show. She's from Minneapolis. I Minneapolis did not know comic. That. Yeah. 
She was also in... I want to say she was in an episode of like a grown-up show that my wife and I watched, which could only be shameless. I think she played a social worker. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I, and she's done, yeah, she's done a bunch of stuff, Miley. Um, you know, just bit part stuff over there. And then she got that recurring, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's neat. How about she was that? She was uh, sort of an improv sketch person in Minneapolis for many years. Oh, okay. And right, made her way. Mo Collins is on is on Maria's show playing her best friend. Okay, uh, I think and that's cool. I might have spoken to Mo before. Um, she's from Mad TV, but she's yeah, a Minneapolis right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. actress yeah. sketch. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, and then what else is up with you? Uh, so apart from tried out for the acting, did the Marin thing, uh, coming to Minneapolis yeah. in January? Yeah, I'm coming to Minneapolis in the first week of January, and I'm working the road a lot, and. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, doing the podcast. Uh, well, I, I've got the Dork Forest, right? Right. And then I'm starting a, a, a new podcast. Well, Lori Kilmartin, it's her baby. So I'm I'm co-hosting with Lori Kilmartin on something called the Jackie and Lori Show. My name is first. I think it's for alliterative reasons, but it's on it's on Netflix. It's on Nerdist. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be um, – there's a lot of podcasts where middle-aged white guys talk about stand-up comedy. Yes, and there's just not enough where middle-aged white ladies talk about stand-up comedy. Well, I try to bridge that gap a little bit by having <laughs> as many uh, ladies and, on. Well, you know, and it's a step in a direction. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's any number, much like Black Twitter. I bet you there's Black podcasting. Oh, the yeah, probably. Well, I think the thing I've always said about your show, and it's an, I use it as an example when I teach podcasting to the young people as I do three times a year, is that your podcast has to be about something. And, right. Uh, no it's better... good that it's a theme. Exactly. And so, you know, yeah. Pat Francis has, you know, music with rock solid. You've got, you know, people's dorkdoms, which is a yeah. genius one to stumble on, by the way, because there's really, uh, n- there you don't have very many imitators out there. There are a lot of music podcasts. There's tons of comedy podcasts, obviously. In the, in right, right. Well, Joseph them. Scrimshaw does a show called Obsessed. That's kind okay. of like it. Um, and then... There's a couple of comics who, you know, I think Jared Logan does a nerd, a nerd based one. And then my phone got really loud. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> How's your fellow doing, by the way? He's doing great. He's uh, he's he's working on game his games. And he's got a new tabletop RPG out that he made that he published over the summer. It's free online. So if you want to, it's like D&D, but it's all 10 sided dice and okay. you make superheroes. It's called the Hero Instant. Hmm. And if you go to theheroinstant.com, that's where you can play it for free. You can you can get all the rules and character sheets and figure out how to play it. Super fun. Now, does he ever cross paths with uh, Elliot Hochberg over to Pardo's show because he's big into the games? I don't think what? I um I don't think so. Okay. There's so many it's really it's really excellent how how many people are into games now. It's kind of neat. Yeah, it's like with TV though. Who has the time? <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, you got to sort of pick a lane. Yeah, and yeah. The lane Andy Ashcraft has picked is full of games. <laughs> so we went and saw Star Wars though, and liked it. Oh, okay, yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. I thought it was. Uh, I was talking to Dan Telfer, and I said, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out whether I liked it as much, less, or more than Fury Road, and. He said, Dan Telfer said, 
why you gotta why you gotta pit them against each other? Don't worry about it. Just like them both. Wait, what's Fury Road? Um, you've lost. Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, okay, I did not see that one. My was... favorite year, the favorite movie of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I remember the first Mad Max from back in the day, but uh... it's more like that. The only oh. one I had seen was um, Thunderdome, which I guess was the bad one. Oh, okay. I so this was this one. was more uh, much more like the first one. Oh, okay. Road Warrior. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of th- this, last Star Wars reminded me a lot of the first Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was almost the exact same movie, but yeah. um, there were, uh, yeah, it was it was I liked BB-8 is adorable. Mm-hmm. I liked um, I liked Finn. I liked Ray. Yeah. I don't know what the slash fan fiction's going to be. Uh, between Finn, Ray, and is it going to be Kylo Ren or is it going to be Poe? Yeah, that's. Uh, I was never an extended universe guy, uh, except for. Uh... Wait, no. Now my phone's going off. I'm going to have to. <laughs> Good grief! That, speaking right. of, okay, she's just going to take a message here. All right, that's that's the aforementioned Lizzie Disney Channel fan wanting me to bring her her microphone so she can uh, edit some videos. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to tell her that she's going to have to wait. Anyway, um, and huge Star Wars fan, by the way. She too. And here's a a thing I, uh, you'd be uh, good to talk to about. Uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, and people still think that Star Wars is basically a boy thing. And my uh, daughter and all her friends completely obsessed. Not all of her friends, but she has a couple of friends that are completely obsessed. More obsessed right. than my friends and I were. I think it's mostly a cowboy thing. So if you want to be a cowboy, whether you want to be in space or um, not in space. So, so I mean, and it's nice, like this this particular movie, as did Mad Max Fury Road, they had, you know, there's always a strong dude, but there was some strong women characters too, yeah. which has traditionally not been happening. I mean, so it's kind of great that it is happening in both Fury Road and Star Wars and making it, it's just more fun for girls to watch, you know, like it, it'd be like, you know, I mean, if you're a white guy and you watch a lot of movies, you're like, oh, white guys are the heroes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but if you're a woman and you watch a lot of movies, you're like, why is that woman screaming? Yeah, I wish she would stop screaming. That's what I thought about the entirety of the second Indiana Jones movie. I was like, why is that blonde woman screaming all the time? <laughs> it's a lot. Well, so I mean, so it's just it's just it's easier you know, and you want, and there's, I mean, I don't know any white guys who don't want everyone to be happy, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, so, you know, it's mostly a, oh, okay, so cool. All right, well, then there's a a weird, like in Ant-Man, was it Ant-Man? Like there was a, I think one of the protagonist guys was uh, Mexican. Oh, okay. And he was yeah. hilarious and, uh, and heroic, and it was neat. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing so, about in a science fiction universe is that it's, you know, the fact that, that Finn is a person of color is completely irrelevant. There's no, yeah, like, yeah. attachment there to it. Be, he just happens hey, to be. Right. And he seems <laughs> perfectly nice. Yeah. Yeah. That same actor, by the way, the Mexican actor in Ant-Man, I think he's Mexican. He might be a different Hispanic, Latin American thing. But uh, he um, he was also in The Martian. Oh, Okay. So he was he was the Mexican guy in The Martian, but he was also, I th- I I don't think he's a stand up. I think he's just a comic actor because he's got great timing. He's yeah. really, he's really funny. Yeah, 
Uh, what do you think of this dust up about uh, Hermione? I guess they're doing a play in London, a Harry Potter play. <laughs> the funniest like, tweet I saw about it was, "So you're you're concerned because Hermione <laughs> is black, and you think it's unrealistic as opposed to the magical spells that are going on." <laughs> That doesn't bother you at all. <laughs> yeah. And I, um, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, it's a play. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You can cast whoever you want. Did you see Hamilton? Have you heard no, about Hamilton? You know what? It's funny you should mention this. I have, uh, I binge listen to my podcast normally, mostly yours and Marin's because there's not like current events tied to them. So I, okay. was, I binge listened to Marin's a couple of weeks ago, and now I'm behind on this. And I've been binge listening to the Dork Force leading up to you. I'm up to Patrick Sussmilch, and that's, uh, that's where I am. I'm like 20 minutes left in that episode. But uh, yeah, I'm all intrigued and, now about this. It's mostly thing. just uh, we talk about reading for the last 20 minutes. Okay. The first yeah. 40 is entirely Hamilton. Yeah, I'm all intrigued by this. Um, and I heard nothing about it until... Uh, I started listening to uh, your that episode, so it oh, cool! Very informative. You should Google um, Hamilton uh, at the White House because he does an early version of the first song from the from the play uh, as a as a spoken word hip hop song. It's so good and it's fascinating because you watch the audience. My favorite thing is you watch like this polite smile on the president's face <laughs> because he has to sit through so much nonsense. Oh yeah. And, but at one, at a, so him and Michelle, Barack and Michelle Obama have this polite smile on their face. And then in the course of the song, the song is so fascinating. And Alexander Hamilton's life is so interesting that they kind of lean forward and you see like genuine interest, like spark their faces. And you're like, yeah, this is great. Uh, another so th- Google White House um, Hamilton and you'll video and it'll, uh, it'll work. Cool. I got to check the uh, soundtrack out too, because I guess that was really what got, what got both you guys into it. Oh, completely. Okay, and it's cool. but but that White House thing is a good gateway drug. Yeah. To the soundtrack, which is on Spotify. Another thing I, I noticed that got a nice plug on that episode was, um, and I haven't read this yet. I'll probably actually get the book on tape, which they're not on tape anymore, but the audio book of uh, Sarah Vowell's Lafayette in the somewhat United States, because yeah, I would love to. Yeah, hear it's great. Read that. She reads it. Oh, I yay! I, uh, it was it was excellent. I got that for my mom for Christmas because she's um she doesn't listen to the podcast. You know what the podcast is, and it'll drop after Christmas, so she'll have it. But she's French, and uh, so big okay. fan of the of the marquee. And uh, yeah, so I'm very excited for her to read that. Although she told me I'm about to start the Jefferson book you gave me for my birthday. That was back in February. So I'm like, well, <laughs> you got to start <laughs> plowing through these, mom. Yeah, you got to get sorted out. <laughs> Let's go. But, uh, yeah, I was. I just turned my dad onto the Hamilton soundtrack. I gave it was him and my nephew, seventeen, who is a poli sci econ kid, and um, and I didn't tell either of them that the that the cast is multicultural. Okay. I was. I'm just because they like the they like the first song. I'm just gonna let it go. Yeah. And they'll figure it out the way I did, which was not knowing until I found out, and I was like, oh wow, that's so cool. <laughs> So how's, so how's dad doing? He's good. He's good. He has lived uh, to uh, to figure out how to how to have fun being a seventy eight year old guy. Oh, that's cool. He uh, he's doing great. He's uh, he likes to figure out how he can get people to give him free rides and free sandwiches. <laughs> you know, he's an old guy now, and I'm like, yeah, fantastic. Now I'm just gonna have to donate to the goodwill more. Yeah, you go. Uh, still, still excited. He can get the coffee. Well, I guess he's now past that age where he can get the the coffee for the senior discount. Right, right. He's. Uh, I'm sure he's still milking 
I don't know if I we ever... went for ice cream. Oh, yeah. Last one of the last times I was home, and he was. We're just the ice cream in Milwaukee. It's a custard, frozen custard. Yeah, with that amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was two dollars and eight cents for a cone. And he asked for a discount, and I was like, "No, no, <laughs> give them two dollars and eight cents." <laughs> well, here's I don't know if I told you this story because it happened a while ago. My daughter, older daughter, and I, known to fangirl on to everyone on my podcast, uh, fangirl mm-hmm. and I went and got uh, breakfast, and we got it every Friday morning before she goes off to high school, and I go to my job. And uh, I, we usually I usually get something cheap like a sausage biscuit, and she'll get something fancy. And then I said, and I'll take a, a small coffee. And they ring me up for the senior coffee. And oh, uh, and you, you and I are the same age. Transitioning. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> so from now I say screw it. I'm a, I'm going to order that now from now. On. <laughs> right. Take the twelve percent. Why not? I'll, I'll save myself fifty cents. Why not? <laughs> so um, they don't leave it down. And then that reminds me. And I, I might have told you this last time. Some of the Jackie Cation isms that have snuck into our uh, family lexicon. Um, excellent. Uh, are uh, we'll, we'll sit down and drink coffee. We'll sit down like Christians. Oh, that, excellent! Have that. coffee. Love that one. Yeah, uh, Bossy Magoo. <laughs> bossy Magoo. Oh, Magoo. the Magoos are very popular. You know what's funny about that is that speaking of girl power, is that there was that thing a couple of uh, maybe about a year ago where people were like, "Oh, Bossy shouldn't be used anymore," and it never occurred to me that Bossy was used in a derogatory way just toward girls because. The only person I ever heard your word use bossy recently was you when you say bossy magoo, and it usually refers to a guy. Not always, but you said that. Per- oh, uh, he's a bossy magoo, and I just yeah. So it just never yeah. occurred to me. It's, it's, funny it's how- uh, it, it actually refers to absolutely everyone else right. in my family, mostly men. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Who are all because I'm related to mostly men. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and of course, then, I have one sister. Yeah, and good egg as we used before. Good egg. Oh, good egg. Every, every now good and, egg and then. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's. That's pretty cool. Um, sure. So uh, I, I know. Do you see any of the other folks that we're friendly with out in the in the? You know, I know like Pardo and and that gang of people. When you're out doing the comedy, I don't you don't mention too much yeah. on your podcast, but I assume you're still connected with those folks. Sure, sure. I see them. Uh, I'm doing a show tonight. I forget who. It's. Uh, well, I did. I did a show with. Um, there's a lot of new newer like newer comics that are coming up. That are pretty awesome. Like, I never do see Pardo. Um, and Marin goes up at the store a lot. And mm. then um, I don't... Let's see. I saw Sarah Silverman and Zach Galifianakis and Kumail Nanjiami the other night. Oh, wow. They were... That was a, a fancy show. Yeah. And then I saw... I got to meet Yakov Smirnoff a couple of months ago. That oh, was exciting. Oh, no way. How cool. Yeah, that was neat. And yeah. uh, he said he wanted to do the podcast, and then I emailed him, and he didn't respond yet. So we'll find out. Can you spoil? You know what his dorkdom is, or did he, did he give you any indication? He didn't tell me. He didn't oh, tell me. That yeah. would have been fantastic. Yeah, oh. it's. Uh, I'm gonna guess relationship. I am That's... doing a live dork forest uh, at the end of Jan- January, I believe. Um, yeah, at the end of January here in LA, a live dork forest with um, Dana Gould. Oh, yay. And Matt Weinhold and Ken Daly, who are comics and writers. And they their dorkdom is... And this is... I'm You know, I love Star Wars, but I love the heart behind Star Trek a little bit more. Ooh, that brings me a good point. Well, finish your point. I, I, I want to yeah, ask you but that. So they are huge. They, they, they know more about movies and monster movies and science yeah. fiction. So... We'll probably be discussing Hollywood movies. We'll be discussing Hollywood personalities, I think. 
Oh, cool. I was I was uh, at the Star Wars thing. There was a lady next to me, and uh, the whole family was all decked up in Star Wars stuff. And then uh, my family was on my. It was just me and Lizzie and my wife. My other daughter didn't hasn't even seen Star Wars yet, even the first one. But mm-hmm. um, so the Star Trek trailer comes on, and the lady next to me starts applauding. Yay! They kind of just go to her family, and I thought, you know, the, the universe really is. It's Either you're either a Star Trek person or you're a Star Wars person, and they, the camp's going to coexist peacefully, and one yeah. can like the other. But when it comes down to it, you, you are you one lean or the other. one way or the other. And I definitely lean towards Star Trek, much to the dismay of my daughter. Yes, yeah. well, Star Wars can be more fun, but yeah. Star Trek is much smarter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, because I I love the fun of Star Wars. I, I will always love the fun of Star oh, yeah. Wars. But Star Trek, when they when they get it right, they they really nail sort of the socio political human experience, which is great. Yeah, and I was thinking of all the people I know, like my friend Nick, growing up, definitely was a Star. Once he saw Star Wars, he was a Star Wars guy, and no longer was mm-hmm. Star, but still liked Star Trek. That was fine. My brother also Star Trek guy, still liked Star Wars, but it's really weird. I can't think of anybody that really is uh, on the fence can go could go either way. Right, like, but, but but there are plenty of people who love both. Yeah, and then there's yeah. like, my, well, my, now my wife is really more the Star Wars than the Star Trek. She hates the Star Trek, I think, more just to get my goat. But, oh, fair enough. But she did buy me the first uh, new movie of it. I haven't even seen Into Darkness yet. i got to see that. I, how, how, how far behind I am on movies. Yeah, J.J. Um, uh, Abrams does Star Wars better than he does Star Trek. Yeah, when I tell people, you know... He seems to be missing the prime directive. <laughs> when I've said to people, look, I know everyone's excited about this new Star Wars trilogy. Keep in mind, these are the people that brought us through Lost. Just keep that in mind. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. So yes. hopefully they learn some lessons along the way. And um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so great. Are you going to be in Cincinnati anytime this year? I, I do not have any any bookings in Cincinnati, sadly. Hmm. I'm doing a bunch of weird one-nighters with Maria Bamford. Okay. Which seem to be, um, yeah, just they're just a lot. Okay. Yeah, they're just. I'm going to go back to the list of people I've interviewed recently, and I'm going to put the the bug in the ear of the one guy. I think the the one club you played in town. Uh, it was an improv. It was a, yeah, it's a, a funny bone, yeah. And I and I'm not I'm not putting the knock on them, but it's um, that's an interesting place to play because they not really they're a little fast and loose with the crowd rules there. Whereas the other club in town, Go Bananas, is much more like the Acme, and people mention them in the same breath all the time. That you know the two clubs really like the two. Oh yeah, clubs, my buddy Augie Smith plays sure. Go Bananas. So I'll I'll try to put that bug in their ear, and we'll get some uh, and you know uh, get See, you. Yeah, here. I appreciate that. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. Man. Because um yeah could we because I'd like to get some some new blood here as it were although you've been in town before mm-hmm. you did that uh, theater down the street from us uh, actually after you did that improv gig so I think it was the last time you were here you were at a at a theater in what we call Mount Lookout oh okay yeah just sort of a, 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 a oh I think that was the Natalie with in Columbus and Cincinnati yeah yeah I think so yeah. yeah I do remember that that was a nice little run she put together yeah. Yeah, I've been trying to do a, more of those too, where they're just sort of smaller venues to with real comedy fans. Yeah, exactly. And That's I yeah. did. A, I did Birmingham, Alabama, Chattanooga, Atlanta, and Marietta, oh. wow. uh, Georgia, last week and a half ago, I think it was. And that was it. Was really fun. The crowds they weren't very big, you know. They were between forty and a hundred oh, max, I would bad. say. Yeah, and so. 
but they they were super appreciative and they got everything and it was just you know it's more of a Sean Patton Rory Scovel run you know yeah yeah it's, okay but I really liked it it was really it was really great and that's what that I think that's what that Cincinnati theater was like yeah cool well um hopefully like I said we'll, we'll get you here and then I can make my second appearance on the dork forest this time to talk yes, about please. the the new wave music. Oh, excellent. I would yeah. love that. I know part of us talked about music, but I uh, we'll go subgenre. We'll get very focused. Yeah, yeah. It has <laughs> been a, as, as, as close to the minutiae as you can get. Put a narrow Not beam sure. on it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, terrific. I appreciate you doing this and doing this early. Um, i got to run off and do my trivia gig. And, All uh, right. So we'll get that sorted. We'll have, we'll have a good holiday. Uh, you too, ma'am. And have fun up in Minneapolis. And uh, you know the usual places, as always, is City Pages in print online. And this, this, this episode will actually drop this Sunday ahead of Okay. Me. All right. Cool. And, All right, take uh, okay. care, man. Great talking to you again, Jackie. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Jackie Cation for being on the show. You can catch Jackie, well, gosh, all kinds of places, January 5th through the 9th at the Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis, her home club, even though she's from Milwaukee. It's all very complicated. Then uh, she's at Tacoma Comedy Club there in Tacoma, Washington, January 14th through the 16th. Then at Sketchfest, January 21st through the 31st. She'll be doing, uh, no, I'm sorry, through the 23rd. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just that weekend. Uh, but she's uh, featuring from Maria Bamford and then doing a live Dork Forest, her podcast at Sketchfest at 1 o'clock. Uh, there in San Francisco. And then she is a local gig there in Los Angeles at Burbank's Flappers, 8 o'clock. I heard it's a really great club. It's in Southern California. Check that out. Our friend Jimmy Dore performs there a lot. And then the 29th through the 31st, uh, no, I'm sorry, 29th and 30th, she's at Seattle uh, at some kind of benefit with Kermit Apayo, another friend of the show. Gosh, what an awesome show that would be. Uh, and along with someone named David C., who I don't know. And then the 31st, she's doing a live dork for us at Riot Fest in Los Angeles. For all information about Jackie Cation, just go to JackieCation.com. Pretty easy, kids. Uh, let me see a couple things we need to plug here real quick uh, by my friend Bob Gray's book, Attack of the Melonheads. Uh, if you got some money for Christmas, you got an Amazon gift card, go check that out. Uh, Fangirl and I will be doing our top five next Sunday, I do believe. I'm 99% sure that's going to happen then. So uh, I know we don't have any crossover songs. Uh, I've seen the list, but we have not put them in order. Well, I put mine in order. She hasn't put hers in order. She's still working on it. And uh, that brings us to this week's song of the week. It is from uh, Wolf Alice. We played Bros back a couple of months ago. Uh, this song is called Breezy. It's our song of the week this week on PS Tape Recorder. Uh, so long and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.